0: Welcome to another episode of Calm Talks. My name is Adil and I'm here alongside my co-host Ant. We are here to help you discover your version of peace one Calm Talk at a time. Today's focus is going to be on how to develop a growth mindset by turning your losses into lessons. First we're going to break down what we mean by turning losses into lessons. Then we will share some examples of our own learning experiences and finally we'll share how you can develop a growth mindset. A loss can be many things. It could be a competitive loss, a personal loss, a financial loss. So Aunt, I want to ask you the first question. What do we mean when we say, let's turn our losses into lessons?
1: Fantastic first question, as always. For me, right, a loss is when you don't achieve or get the outcome that you had planned, hoped, endeavored for effectively for me that's when I see something as a loss and to your point you know it could be a loss for many reasons a financial loss for example I didn't make the money that I tried to make it could be a a love loss maybe the person you're with didn't work out with them etc right because it didn't work out the way that you had planned or hoped for or worked for so for me that's what a loss is And turning them into lessons really means looking at it from the lens of, okay, this happened. How can I view it in a way that I'm going to use it to develop myself and my mentality into a better version of me? I'll ask the same thing back to you.
0: I think very, very similar to you. I think a loss is any time I don't get the desired outcome could be literally anything. Of course, the most common way that we think about a loss is perhaps a competitive loss when we're playing a sport, maybe our favorite team is playing, our favorite athlete is, and seeing a loss like that. But loss could be of different magnitudes and in different versions. You could lose a person, a loved one, a relationship. You could even lose a coin flip. All of those are losses and they're not all equal, right? But all of them allow you an opportunity to respond and react very differently. And I think that that's what we mean when we're talking about how to turn that into a lesson. How can we view the loss as more than just a defeat, more so as a lesson? And I think a lot of times we can get caught up in focusing on the fact that we did not win. Whereas, in fact, when we win, we don't really learn anything. But when we lose, we learn an area to improve on. So It's actually more valuable in some cases to lose.
1: So why is it important to see losses as lessons?
0: Excellent question. And just kind of building up on what I was mentioning just now, actually. When you lose, you realize a perhaps a chink in your armor, a place or area where you might have some level of weakness. Now, there might be some scenarios as well where a loss could have been an anomaly, a fluke, as we could call it. And I think what you have to do is really evaluate, why did this? Why did I incur this loss? Why did I experience this loss? Is it because there's something uh, wrong in my process? Is it that I need to improve on something? Or was it just that it was an odd instance where that happened? But ultimately, what a loss will allow you to do is grow. you get every time you lose you can get feedback from the world from the universe where you can have a true evaluation of yourself and go and learn from it and better yourselves in every capacity i'll ask you the same question back as well why is it so important for any person to turn their losses into lessons
1: i think it's very similar to what you just said for me it's all a case of how do i grow when you're someone that looks at the world as an opportunity to develop to grow, to be better than you were yesterday. And when you're in competition with yourself to be better than you were yesterday, a loss is just a reason to improve. It's just a reason to say, I can do better next time. I can take whatever's happened to me, happened to me and make sure that it doesn't happen again.
0: Fantastic. So I think that throughout our lives, we've gone through many experiences ourselves. We've had, I'm sure we've had our fair share of losses. Is there any loss that stands out in your mind, which would be good for the listeners to learn about where you learned from that loss?
1: You know, like us all, I've got so many losses. And, you know, if I had to pick one where I think I really had to repivot how I thought about stuff. It would probably be how I ended up in America, to be honest with you. Um so a couple of years back, right, I I was I was working and I really, really, really wanted to get promoted. I thought oh, I deserve it. I was at the time, in my opinion, I was performing way, way, way outside of my job remit like way above and I obviously wanted to get promoted and for whatever reason I didn't get it they actually ended up promoting somebody in a different space to me in my wider team on the basis that this person was in an area of the business which had more growth you know I can't really dispute that that's the reason they gave which for me was kind of not Fair because if I'm managing so much in my space, surely there's growth in my space. But whatever, that's what that's what the powers that be said, right? And I didn't get promoted. And at the time I was like, that's a really big loss. Like I felt like I really worked hard for that. And I felt that I earned it. And I was obviously sad and you know, as you are when you lose, right? Lose in quotation marks, all right. And then this email came round from like the American like sister firm of where I was working. And they asked for somebody to come work in the American office, right? And you can imagine that everyone applied for this opportunity. I'm talking like 300 people. And so did I. I thought, you know what? I didn't get promoted here. I'll have a whole year to wait to get promoted again. I could just go to America for like six months. I've already done. I've already earned my stripes. What would do? What would staying here do for me? Um, and I thought to myself, you know, that's actually what I want to do with my life. I love traveling. I love meeting new people. I love stretching myself. I love putting myself in uncomfortable situations. It just felt right, but obviously I had to actually get the opportunity to go hand it, you know, given to me, right? So I applied, and out of all these three hundred people that got it, that applied, I was one of the only people that got it. I can save the story for another day on how that happened, right? But effectively, I was given the opportunity, so obviously I took it. You know, how can I turn that down? Now, at the time, I was thinking, you know, I could stay in the UK. And make sure that I get promoted, or I could just go and do what I actually want to do. And I thought, okay, well, obviously I got selected. I'm just going to go do it. Now, in the end, America loved me so much, they asked me to stay permanently. And the UK firm had to promote me whilst I was actually over here in America, because it was undeniable that case that if the American firm I wanted to hire me at the level above, Clearly, I was performing at that level. Now, in context, right, if you're in another country, you don't know anything, and you're still performing above your level, clearly, your home country should be taking you at that level, right? Long story short, I took the job in the US, which is why I'm here today, and I've never looked back. Now, was that a loss at the time? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But the lesson I learned was that I have to really value myself and know what I want. I have to trust myself. I have to believe in myself. And I can't let other people tell me what I should do. You know, I kind of sit there and ask myself now if you do not value me like I value me, then of what value are you to me? So overall, now when I look back, I think. That was actually a lesson. I trusted myself. The American firm valued me. And I showed them my value. And they kept me here. And here I am today. In my opinion, it led me on to something greater.
0: That's an incredible story. I think that with every loss, we've talked about how there's an opportunity for growth. And I think you really illustrated that with how you handled the feedback from when you were in the UK and taking that not as something that demoralizes you, but then taking that to place where you are valued way more.
1: I'll ask you the same question back. Is there um, any losses that you turned into lessons?
0: So I was thinking about my life and of course I've experienced losses. Of course I've experienced defeat many, many times. But there's one period of my life where I lost myself. And that started after the pandemic began in March, 2020. That was of course, an extremely tough time for a lot of people. I was in that category. When you're stuck at home by yourself in New York in a small apartment, it can be quite detrimental to your mental health. And I did start seeing my therapist during that summer and eventually I was diagnosed with clinical depression and anxiety. And that really changed my worldview. Well, instead, it more specifically changed my view of myself. I started waking up and looking at myself as this person who is down and depressed, who's anxious. I found myself going into social interactions and social settings that I would constantly be anxious in those moments where I felt like I wasn't being myself. I used to be someone who didn't really care about any social interaction. You could throw me anywhere with any type of person and I would be perfectly fine. But suddenly I found myself constantly overthinking about what to say, how to act, what to wear, yada yada. And this started impacting a relationship that I had as well, actually post-pandemic, where I was dating someone who was a very serious relationship relationship of mine, actually. And I found myself going with her to these social events where I'd be anxious in those as well. It became so crippling that I would want to avoid any type of um, hangouts or going to the restaurants or bars or anything like that. It became so detrimental to me. I mean, it was definitely one of the toughest periods uh, that I can think of, and rightfully so. I think it was tough for many, many people. Where... It really compounded on my exi- uh, pre-existing condition, I would say, was when that relationship that I had actually also broke off. And that w- this was one of the fundamental reasons that I was just always anxious and always in fear. I was living every day in fear. And when that happened, it was really where everything broke down for me. I started taking antidepressants. And I felt down and I sort of accepted within myself that, you know what, this is me. This is my life. This is a loss that I have to just live with. I'm born this way and there's nothing I can do about it. Eventually, there was a point that I came to this realization that it it cannot possibly be the case that I went from someone who was extremely social in every setting, in any setting Really. To go to this person who's just going to be by himself all the time. And that's when I started thinking about the fact that am I actually even happy with the solution that I have in place? And I was someone who's always been pretty much pretty against taking medication. Now I know that many people, there's some people out there who may need it, but for me it was something that I always was not really in favor of. And I started thinking about understanding what these medications are doing so I figured out well long story short I'm not a doctor but they're essentially helping me increase my serotonin levels or produce more serotonin so I said all right fair enough started so started researching on how to increase my serotonin levels naturally and when I researched that I found there are different type of nutritional changes that I can make by pairing a turkey with wheat bread, by pairing up salmon with rice, by increasing the amount of probiotics that I take, by having even kimchi and sauerkraut, you can have all these nutrition uh, nutritional changes that you can make, which help with serotonin production. So I can uh, start adding those into my daily diet, and on top of that, how can, what other changes can I make? All right, I can be physically active, make sure that you're working out consistently, where I'd realized that, you know, during the relationship I had to let go, like everyone does, and and kind of not been so focused on the gym. Now I'm back at the gym working out more and more and finding other practices like reading and, and journaling just to start produce serotonin naturally. Shortly after, I'd basically completely gotten off the antidepressants And I actually asked myself about what is it that's limiting me right now? And it was the social anxiety. And I asked myself, all right, how do I solve for that? And what am I afraid of? All right, being in front of people that I don't know. So what I did was I went and actually signed up for an improv class. And that was something that I had never done before. And it was definitely way out of my comfort zone. And once I did that, I went in, it was... Definitely a crippling experience where every time I would went go in every Sunday morning, I would think to myself, you know what, skip today. It's raining out or it's a little too windy today. Why, you know, just skip. Finding every type of excuse uh, to not go. But I pushed myself each and every single time because I knew that was my anxiety speaking. And at the end of it, within six or seven weeks, I had performed in front of 50 people as a part of that improv graduation, as they called it. And ultimately, the biggest lesson that I learned from all of this was that without self-belief, you are limited to the belief of others. And once I learned that, I started questioning how can I break that in every capacity and move forward in life.
1: I think what's really good about that story is that you realize that your self-limiting belief was actually partly imposed on you by someone else diagnosing you with something and when you realised, hang on, I can believe I'm someone else. I just need to put the work in and find solutions to this problem that I have. You believed in yourself enough to go and do that to change that belief that was imposed on you to the point now where you're or living your own life of calm, really. Absolutely. I think that
0: as you're going through life, from a young age, you've been told what to do. You've been told how to act, how to eat, how to walk. And I think that we are conditioned to listen to the feedback around us. And as we become adults, we theoretically have to take control of our life. But what happens is that we still continue to get feedback from everyone around us. I think that's obviously extrapolated or exaggerated, I should say, in today's world with social media where we're learning so much from all that's around us. Really, we are haunted by all the voices that we hear on a daily basis, but really the voice that matters is your own. So through our experiences, and we've learned our own lessons, we've gone through many losses that we've both talked about on this episode and touching up on one of them in more detail. For the listeners at home, How can they develop a growth mindset themselves?
1: I think the key part of developing a growth mindset is to see your life, is to see your life through a series of experiences that you can continually develop on. You have to have the ability to look at what happened to you and what you can learn from what happened to you, how you can use what happened to you to make you a better version of the person you was yesterday. As long as you have the ability to be introspective of your own experiences, and what you thought, what you felt, how you acted and why, etc. And you use that to actually make sure you do things differently in a way more congruent with who you want to be, the values you want to display. then you are, Then you have the ability to turn them lost into lessons which for me is part of the definition of what makes or contributes to a growth mindset.
0: Excellently described. When you start viewing every time you have a defeat, a loss, looking at that as a growth opportunity for yourself or you take that as a lesson, that's how you respond to those particular situations. In my book, when I think about how to develop a growth mindset, it goes back to similarly to what you said and taking a look in the mirror introspectively and having a close analysis about where you are, where you stand and asking yourself that how you've ended up in this position. Instead of taking at the loss and throwing blame at any of circumstances which weren't in your control, taking ownership off that so that you can control the outcome the next time is all that you can be accountable for and ultimately that's what we try to encourage for every listener at home as well and i would ask yourself as well think about a fear that you have a limiting belief that you have today what is it something that holds you back is it a fear of public speaking is it a fear of love is it a fear of getting a promotion and taking on more responsibility, ask yourself about what type of fears that you have, which might be what's holding you back. And ironically, the only way to overcome that fear is charging straight into that. To summarize, ultimately in life, you're going to go through periods of losses. That's perfectly natural. You Can't control that portion. However, what you can control is how you respond to it. If you're imbalanced internally and you haven't found peace within yourself, you will react aggressively. So building a life of calm will allow you to view your losses as lessons. Thank you for listening to another episode of Calm Talks. And just as a reminder, if you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review.
1: You can also find us on Instagram at Talks and join our mailing list by visiting our website at calmtalks.com.
0: And as always, stay calm.